We're made in his image and he calls us to care for other people. And he says, you know, guys, how about use some uncommon sense? How about let's live by the golden rule? Think about however you would want to be treated and treat others in the same way. And sometimes what a person needs to hear is, you know, God promises no matter what you go through, whether it's famine, whether it's sword, whether it's peril, God says he's not ever leaving you or forsaking you. That's uncommon sense. I don't know about you, but I would venture to guess that most of you, like me, have noticed that common sense uh, just isn't that common anymore. So today we're going to talk about uncommon sense. And that's because I think that as followers of Christ, that God promises to give us wisdom if we'll ask him. And we're not common people. Uh, we, we can walk in uncommon sense. And what I mean by that is that we can be people that live our lives living by the golden rule. And I'm going to share with you today three truths about uncommon sense and living by the golden rule that I think will greatly improve your life and your relationships, and most importantly, will really honor God. The first truth that I want to share with you about uncommon sense today is to be aware. I'm going to read to you a scripture out of the book of Proverbs 25 and verse 20 out of the New Living Translation. And it says here, singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or pouring vinegar in a wound. Now, I've never had anyone pour vinegar in any of my wounds. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But I would imagine that that's going to be pretty painful. And we've all had uh, the unhappy experience of perhaps being at a not-so-great place in our life, and there's someone around us that is just over-the-top happy, and it just seems so out of place. It can seem so annoying. And I want to give you this example. It's the most outrageous example that I can think of that I've experienced in a while, and it was well over uh, 10 years ago, and someone that my husband and I were acquainted with, most unfortunately and tragically, uh, passed away um, at about 32 years of age. He basically got a cancer diagnosis, and within two weeks, like before even any treatment could come about, he passed away. Now, the good news about that is that he's a Christian, so he's in heaven now. We went to the funeral, and as I said, it's the most outrageous example of what I'm talking about, uncommon sense, that I can think of. Here we are at this young man's funeral. He leaves behind, you know, a wife and some small children, and they call upon various friends to stand up and do kind of a short eulogy type thing. And a couple of people that they called on stood up, and started talking about how um, this person that they know had stage four cancer and there was no hope for them 
they were given basically no hope by the doctors, but these two people and their circle of friends started praying and they got this miracle and this person lived and the two people doing this eulogy type thing start praising the Lord and dancing and talking about how God always heals people. And it was the most, like you could feel the awkwardness in the air. There's nothing wrong, of course, with praising God for healing. And there's nothing wrong, of course, with believing God for healing. But here we are at a funeral where a very young woman is grieving the very sudden loss of her husband and their children and his parents and all of this. I mean, this was a case of singing cheerful songs to lots of people who had heavy hearts. There, It just didn't make any common sense that what they were talking about didn't fit with where we were at. And so truth number one about common sense is to be aware. I think of, for example, the scripture in the Gospels. I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't in the Gospels, but where Paul walks in to the synagogue and he sees a man that's crippled, that's begging. And it says there that Paul saw that he had the faith to be healed. Well, how do you see that somebody has the faith to be healed? Well, first of all, that's seeing in the spirit, but it's being aware. And so what the Bible teaches you and what the Bible teaches me about uncommon sense, about living by the golden rule is to be aware. For example, if you know a couple that's struggling with infertility, I don't think it's bad to share with them the news that you just found out you're pregnant. I just think really gauging the situation and making sure that it's done in a way where they can rejoice with you, but doesn't make them uh, feel even sadder or even at a harder place than what they are. Certainly, none of us want to be walking on eggshells that, uh, you know, if everybody's not totally happy or whatever, that we can't share our happy news. The Bible calls for us to rejoice with those who rejoice. It's completely possible to be happy for somebody else while being sad that our situation hasn't changed or hasn't changed just yet. What I'm saying here in an uncommon sense of living by the golden rule is be aware. Be aware. Open up your eyes, all of us, and let's look past just ourselves to the needs and the other people. There might be a better way to share the happy news or or maybe to tell the couple that's been struggling with infertility to tell them privately before you tell a room full of people that's all, you know, jumping up and down, excited, happy. I'm sure that couple struggling with infertility want to be genuinely happy for you. It can just be really heartbreaking when we've been waiting for a prayer to be answered for a really long time and somebody walks in the room and says, oh, well, you know, I got married last month and we're pregnant already. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 7 and verse 12 of the New Living Translation, and this is what we refer to when we're talking about the golden rule. It says there, do to others what you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So when you read that second sentence in that scripture, it says this is the essence of everything that's taught in the law, of everything that's taught in the prophets. 
to treat others the way that we'd like to be treated, that's saying this is hugely important. And in order for us as followers of Christ to have uncommon sense, in order for us to really be living the golden rule, it means that we have to care about other people and that we have to care about how we treat them. And what it says that this rule, that this standard is, is to, hey, let's use some uncommon sense here. Let's treat other people the way that we ourselves would like to be treated. Now, some people quote this scripture entirely wrong. Some people, I've had them say to me, no, 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 it says, uh, treat others the way that they treat you. You all, now, that's the way of the world, right? Treat other people the way they treat us. If you're mean to me, I'll be mean to you. If we're driving down the street and you flip me off because I cut you off or whatever, then I just flip you off. No, that, that is not the golden rule. That is not behavior that is acceptable for a Christian, for a follower of Christ. We're called to a higher standard. And that standard is God's word. And that standard is outlined in the golden rule in Matthew seven twelve, where it says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So this first truth that we talk about today is to be aware. In other words, sometimes we need to put ourselves in other people's shoes and think about how would I like to be treated in a similar situation? For example, the young man that tragically passed after getting cancer diagnosis within just a couple of weeks, if you were that young man's parents or the wife or the children, would you have wanted in your time of deepest sorrow for someone to be dancing and praising God because someone you prayed for got completely healed, like at the funeral service? I'm certainly not saying that nobody could ever thank God in front of them again for healing, but The Bible also says that there is a time and a place for everything, that there is a time to speak up and a time to be silent. And it is only when you and I are cognizant of other people, when we open up our eyes, when we make the decision that, hey, I am going to be aware. I'm not going to make everything about me and what I think and what I feel This is so much the essence of uncommon sense because we're not just treating people the way that they treat us. We're treating people with the same consideration with which we'd like to be treated if we were in a similar circumstance. This is what the Bible tells us is called living by the golden rule. And by the way, the golden rule or some facsimile of it, or some variation of it, is found in almost every philosophy of thought and other religions. It's like they pick up on the fact that this is the way to be. Now, the difference with those other religions or um, philosophies of thought is that they're not leaning or depending on the power of Christ to make this possible. Treating people the way that we want to be treated 
comes obviously by being able to put ourselves in other people's situation, but it comes from us having our root and our foundation being in Christ Jesus. You know, we just don't have the strength. We don't have the awareness or the capacity to treat other people the way that we want to be treated without God's help. We all know in our sinful, in our human nature, we want to treat people the way they treat us. I mean, we pretty much think, hey, if you insult me, I'm going to insult you right back. Heard people say, well, do unto others, get them before they get you. Well, (laughs) that definitely is a worldly philosophy and a worldly line of thought that people think is the best way to be. But you all, those are not faith builders. Those are not life builders. And really, they make us and all the other people around us absolutely miserable. And right after being aware, I would say truth number two is acknowledge God. Romans 8 and verse 28, a very well-quoted, very well-memorized passage of Scripture, and I'll read it out of the New Living Translation, says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Now, as we look at this passage of Scripture, I've heard this passage quoted to people who are really in extreme suffering, sickness, other things like that. And it's kind of done as a way to um, really kind of blow them off or to mitigate or minimize, I should say, what they're going through. Like, oh, you just lost your job suddenly and unexpectedly. Well, God's going to work it all out for your good. This is the thing. He is going to work it all out for their good. He's going to work everything that happens to us for our good too. But again, with uncommon sense, with living by the golden rule, at the moment that a person gets that bad news or that horrific news, depending on what it is, is this the go-to scripture necessarily? Not necessarily. It may be. You know, as we're aware and we're depending on the Holy Spirit, this might be that exact passage. But it may be that we need to do our brother or our sister in Christ or even an unbeliever. It may be that we give them the gift of a listening ear, that we allow them to express what they are feeling, what they are thinking as a human being and give them that compassion and that mercy and to be able to say to them, you know, that news really stinks. That's awful. I'm sorry. You all saying those things do not negate our faith. It does not negate my faith to say, I'm really sorry that you lost your job. That really stinks. I wish that hadn't happened. There's a comfort that we get from our relationships, from other people, and from us when we will walk in this uncommon sense, when our standard of behavior is living by the golden rule. We ask ourselves, if I just got that horrible news, what could somebody do for me 
that would really make a difference. I know for me, having done the Bridges show now, I think for about 22 or 23 years, it's been so long I've lost count. I was never good at math anyway, but from listening to people's stories, it has really taught me a lot, really touched my heart in so many ways. And I remember and recall a woman who shared with me that her six-year-old daughter was killed Uh, in an accident, and that one of the hardest things for her was how much her Christian brothers and sisters wanted to minimize what she was going through, perhaps maybe by quoting Romans 8.28 at a time that wasn't good for that. She even recalled on the Bridges set how someone said to her, well, this was God's will. Okay, so I want to say this about God's will and bad things. First of all, death was never God's will for people. Quite honestly, we are not made, we are not built to handle tragic loss and death. That was never God's plan. Originally in the garden, Adam and Eve were designed in the image of God and made to live forever. Death is a result of the fallen world. And God in his goodness stepped in and said, I have a plan. Even though you have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, even though what your actions deserve is physical death and spiritual death, God said, I'm going to give you Jesus. The lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world so that you and I, when we come to Christ and repent, when we ask for forgiveness of our sins, that God breathes new life into us and we are thus born again. And even when we die in our physical realm, our soul, our spirit lives forever. So what I'm saying is let's be careful when we say to someone, well, That's God's will. Now, does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Clearly. I mean, we we look at that. We see that all the time. Is it helpful? Is it encouraging? Is it truthful to say something, to, to say that to someone who's grieving in a loss? What about the scriptures that talk about bearing one another's burdens and being compassionate What about as we're talking about today, uncommon sense, living by the golden rule, treating someone else the way that we want to be treated. And the woman who shared with me about her six-year-old daughter and all of the scripture quoting and, and all of the things that were said, she said the most meaningful thing to her was a friend that came in that hugged her and just cried with her, there were no words even spoken. You all losing a child. None of us as parents imagine that we will have to bury our children. That's just unthinkable. And that loss is so huge and so tragic. Think about this for just a moment. The scriptures say, that a sparrow, that not even a sparrow falls, but that God doesn't know that. 
And the scripture goes on to encourage us to say, how much more value are you and I than those sparrows? And that he loves us so much that he counts the very hairs on our head. I can't even imagine keeping up with a count like that. I mean, every time I brush my hair, there's a whole bunch of hair on the brush. It's like, how does God keep up with that for all of us? And yet he says that he loves us that much. And we're made in his image and he calls us to care for other people. And he says, you know, guys, how about use some uncommon sense? How about let's live by the golden rule? Think about however you would want to be treated and treat others in the same way. Now, this Romans 8.28 verse is extremely comforting. It is extremely encouraging to me. So I am not in any way disregarding this verse. I'm just saying that with it, there's a proper time and there's a proper place. No one can do what God can do. Somehow God can take all of the events that happen in our life the good, the bad, the horrific, and he's able to make something good out of all of that. Now, it might not be in that moment that we're really suffering that we can see all of that good, but we know the scripture promises that he will do that for us. And many times, even when I am suffering, I can come to a place that I can embrace this verse and say, okay, so this stinks right now, but this right now is not forever. No one else could take all of the events in life, put them all together, and somehow come up with something good. I mean, if you even went and if we got the best chef in America and we gave him or we gave her all these varying ingredients, good stuff, fresh stuff, rotten stuff, and said, put that all together and make something, Even the best chef in the world couldn't make something delicious and decadent out of all of that different stuff. And certainly the worst cook in America couldn't do any of that. But yet God, he can take all of the different events, the different things, the losses, um, the celebrations. God can take all of those things and bring something good. So certainly I am not saying don't quote this verse. This is God's word and God's word is wonderful and awesome. What I am saying when it comes to uncommon sense and living by the golden rule is to be aware, to acknowledge God and his ability. And then truth number three, to affirm God's love and work in all of our lives. The scriptures tell us in Romans 8, 35 through 38, and I'll read out the New New Living Translation if I can get my words right today. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries for about tomorrow, nor not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Now that's 
encouraging right there. And when we talk about this uncommon sense living by the golden rule, we, will, we can make a decision, a commitment to be aware of what's going on in people's lives and where they're at. That we can, truth number two, acknowledge God and then to affirm God's love and his work in our lives. When people are in seasons of suffering, when any of us are, we need this reminder of God's love. We need this reminder that no matter what we are facing, God has not abandoned us. I've heard people and you've heard people say, well, you know, if you just had more faith, that wouldn't have happened. Well, if you just didn't mess up, this wouldn't have happened. Well, you know, you all, we come up with some of the most, can I just say, ridiculous things to say to people. They're already going through something and we with our words are just stabbing them in the heart. And sometimes what a person needs to hear is, you know, God promises no matter what you go through, whether it's famine, whether it's sword, whether it's peril, God says he's not ever leaving you or forsaking you. That's uncommon sense. In the common, in the worldly realm, we think, oh, something bad happens. That means God has lost control. It means he's not doing anything anymore or we messed up and he's not going to rescue us. He says he will never leave us and never forsake us. His promises are based on his goodness. His promises are not based on the fact that we have perfect behavior, because if that was the case, oh my goodness, would we all be in trouble right now? You all, we can all elevate our life to the level of living by the golden rule, because this is what God asks of us. And he says that it is our reasonable service to obey his word, that it is not hard, that it is not overwhelming to do, because he gives us his grace and because he gives us his strength. So as you look around the world today and you think, well, there's not much common sense, just be okay with that because nobody needs what's common. What this world needs is uncommon sense. What this world needs is to see you and to see me walking in perfect unity, loving one another, because uh, loving him because he first loved us and loving one another because this is how the world will know that we are his disciples. So rather than common sense, let's come before the Lord and say, God, give me an extra dose of your uncommon sense. Give me the strength, give me the energy, give me the desire to follow the golden rule, to treat other people the way that I myself would like to be treated. Wouldn't this world be a better place if we just treated other people the way that we would like to be treated if we were in a similar situation? I both encourage you and challenge you with that when it comes to uncommon sense. Thank you all for joining. We are out of time. I say goodbye. Pray that you have a blessed day and God bless you. If you're looking for ways to grow your faith, we invite you to go to monicaschmelzer.com where you can watch Bridges interviews and Monica's teachings on demand. You'll also find free online extras that offer practical ways to live out your faith. 
visit monicaschmelter.com where you'll find hope because truth changes everything. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.